Welcome to Master the Pause with Marion Moss. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to Master the Pause. I'm your host, Marion Moss. And the way to expand your consciousness is through the control of your inhalation and exhalation. In these podcasts, my guests use breath consciousness as a way to work with their own health or with their clients and patients. The experiences of the use of breath are broad and life-changing. Today, my guest is Dr. Sushila Prem. She holds a PhD in psychology with research in gratitude and self-transcendence. And she's a certified coach and light worker. Her seed, seven seeds model of human development spans somatic awareness, personal transformation through creative expression, and soul essence alignment. She spent several years facilitating five rhythms, movement meditation, and assisting in clarity breathwork training. In her 30s, she devoted herself to a gurukulam, a living style, studying and teaching in an ashram in India, offering yoga, meditation, deep relaxation, assisting in training yoga teachers, and guiding silent retreats while supporting the academic director in a curricula, writing and mentoring teachers in training. And mind you, that, uh, that is, that's a mouthful. Uh, it is quite a training. Uh, I happen to have experienced that myself in, 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 in that somewhat of that form. And uh, I just want you to know that it's very intensive and uh, very uh, life-changing and very uh, of service to others, I would say. In her 20s, she created a marketing agency in Germany, bringing a meditative approach to sales and marketing. Dr. Sushila currently resides in the U.S. West Coast, offering soul essence embodiment coaching and personal intensives. Discover her modality in her upcoming book, Seven Seeds of Coaching. I'd love to have you talk about that, Dr. Sushila, and uh, would love to know more about uh, how you came to be a life coach in, in light work. And um, I know that you also study a lot in breath. And I know you have a lot to say and a lot to share about that. Would you kindly give us your story? Yes, of course. Thank you so much, Marion, for inviting me. And it's a pleasure to reconnect and you and I met in India in that ashram. So we share part of that journey. Yeah, for me, breath and consciousness and meditation and this whole journey towards self-realization is really in my life. It's, it's a service to the ancient tradition. And it's so far been a path of just discovering and healing and going deeper 
and consciousness when I've been kind of getting it down to what's really my passion in life I come back to consciousness that's what I'm passionate about what I'm curious about and so that's been guiding my journey up to today of initially just like I started yoga in my teens and I just got into this deep stillness and I was fascinated and then I wanted more and then I started meditating and then I felt like what well, I needed to find a teacher and so I just went step by step out of a curiosity of something that gave me so much of experience stillness of working with the body through hatha yoga of meditating um and finding that spinal alignment and the inner stillness and then expanding the breath and doing pranayama and so it's been just going one after another of self-discovery and then I went from one training to another because I just wanted to know more about consciousness so it wasn't originally like I want to be x certified and that's what I'm doing it was more like I want that self-realization and that's a life journey and so I've been doing just like one in-depth several year training and intensive after another to discover the self like going beyond the personality into the bigger self and yeah life in different ashrams in India at this point in-depth practices getting up at 4am in the morning and meditating has been part of that journey of in-depth self-discovery that at this point it's flipping upside down of well it's time to just be of service so it's always been a path of service along the way but now it's really not about me at all anymore it's really about just giving and sharing what I've learned for those that are curious in, in deeping their own self-awareness sounds like you've peeled off a lot of layers to get to this point where you're feeling that you have so much to give, to share, and be of service. Yes, it's like at this point, it's a conversation with the source of the universe, of giving something back to source, to the tradition in that way. And then people that I work with are part of that pack. Um, but the whole journey of self-realization is that taking off layer by layer of I am not this body, I am not this name, I am not the culture I'm coming from, I'm not the family history I'm coming from, I'm not the religion I grew up with. Of like It's all part of my history, but it's not who I am as an identification and to just see the layers just as what they are. They are layers. It's, and that's where I've come to develop this model, seven seeds of just, just a way to be conscious of the layers of I'm not this body. Mm. I'm operating in this body. I need to keep it healthy, but it's not who I am. So, and so most of I me, mean, most of humanity, we are just in our mind. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so even just like being aware of the body is like a good starting step. Yeah, yeah. We have to start somewhere. Something something that we can actually identify with. Yeah. So this process 
that you're uh, sharing in the seven seeds model. Could you expand on that a little bit more? Yes. So basically it's, it's a model of human development, but it's really post-conventional development where having a sense of who you are in the world, but then also the curiosity of discovering how can I change this embodied system in a way where I'm not identified with it, but I'm operating with it. So to cast off all the layers of often childhood identities and uncomfortable experiences throughout life that kind of stay in our mind field and then to go like, oh, can I undo them and unravel them? And so the first seed is really to first just become aware of the body and to work through the body and through that connection with earth. And let's just start there and do a little meditation. So, and if you're driving, I invite you to maybe um, get off the next exit. You may close your eyes or slightly look downwards and just start relaxing. It's becoming aware that you are in a body Feeling your torso, your shoulders, allowing the tension to drop. Feeling your belly, allowing that tension to drop. Feeling your legs, your feet, how your feet connect to earth. And just be aware that you have a body and just for a moment get a sense of how does this body feel now? There might be tension in some parts. Other parts might feel loose. And just as an experiment for change. Pick one part of your body and add some gratitude to it. Just send some gratitude to one part of your body. And maybe your feet that are walking you through life. Or maybe your hands that are constantly typing. Just adding some gratitude to one part of your body. Allowing your mind to rest. Acknowledging that this body is holding you throughout the day. And then gently open your eyes again. So that would be a way to become aware of the body, work with the body, while not being identified of I am the body. 
And so with that, we can actually let go of a lot of tension and just the conscious part of allowing tension to drop. It feels so easy to do that. It, it just, just pick one place in your body to focus on and send it gratitude. And I can feel the difference. In, I chose my heart as a place to show gratitude or feel gratitude. And it, it was a nice feeling. It definitely noticed a change. Because we know that the heart is in the chest. And so that general area is easy to locate. The hand is easy to locate. It's lovely. Thank you for that. Yeah. And that it's is, very practical. Yeah. And is that one of the seven ways that you... Yes, so the first seed, that's where I work with the body. And then, of course, all the seeds, um, it's not like a ladder where you go like one after another. It's ideally they merge together. But mm -hmm. each of them is an entry point. So the second seed, the entry point is our psychology, to work with our psychology. And that's, um, I love using creative expression. And it's a very feminine approach I guess uh, just doing painting or some artwork and I love to work with being honest like who am I now and then doing a second painting who do I want to be and then just looking at what's the difference and just having that honest review and from my view of potential I believe you can be anything you want to be. Mm -hmm. So it's taking out these layers of what we've been told of who we are, who we are not. And it's not, it's, it's defining us in the moment, but it's not really defining our bigger self and it's just layers. And the, the perspective of potential, we can take these layers off one by one and then really go like, well, what really wants to come through? So, and really trusting our, eventually trusting our own soul's calling. Um, that's why I like to call my offering soul essence embodiment yeah. of really aligning with what's your own calling, not what society been telling you what you need to do or who you are, but what's really you. Um, and with that, it's this psychological approach using creative expression or even movement, different ways of approaching the psyche to uncovering your real potential, uncovering your passion. You know, that's so lovely. I, I just, you know, I, um, what I'm finding is that your voice is guiding me into a nice place that I want to be in a comfortable place. Um, do you have a, do you have to practice that or do you, did you did just discover it in, in, in your process? Have you always had that voice? Is it, is it, is it, is it you? <laughs> I do practice voice very, very consciously. Yeah. And the voice is another entry point into personality. So voice, I line up with my seat five, soul essence oh. of allowing soul essence to come through the voice that that soul is speaking mm -hmm. and not my mental shadow is doing my you're just doing mind shadow speaking so to say so it is a practice so the more i drop into 
Self, what in Vedanta we call Atman, the more I can allow that, that soul basically to speak through me, mm. through this form. And it is a practice. And so there is a, I wouldn't want to say danger in a way of danger, but there is the, you have to be courageous to change your voice because it is going to change your personality. It's just great and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but if you are stuck in this is who I am and this is who I want to be, then changing your voice can be a bit like uncomfortable. Because most people are really like, I don't want to change. Yeah, there's some sort of identity thing that goes with that, right? <laughs> yes. So the whole premise of my seven seats offering is like the potential of change, the potential. Mm. Of, of your, let's get the bigger human potential. And so if you like start opening up your body, you start breathing deeper, you mm. start going like using creative expression and going, oh, well, that's really who I want to be with the courage to let go who I am now. And then with changing your voice consciously, it's, it's another layer of I'm letting go who I've been presenting so far. You're not really letting go of who you are in depth, not at all. You are becoming more of who you are. You are letting go of the character you've been kind of putting into shape mm -hmm. and you're letting go of all of that and going like, wow. And pretty much feel like you're meeting your old self, your original self, yes. your, <clears throat> your core self the one you really are that's what it's all about yeah oh that's lovely i have a feeling there are a lot of people who want probably more of that and would enjoy your process and uh going through it uh, can you describe a little bit more about um what the breath has to do with the speaking, how that works through the body. I would love to know more about that. <clears throat> yes. Um, since it is courageous and takes a lot to change our personality, in a way it is easier to change how we breathe and how we speak. Exactly, yeah. And so just by adding more breath into the container, just using your diaphragm, opening up your lungs more. And then with that, allowing more breath to come with your voice. So, so it, it helps if you open up the container of allowing more breath, more air, more oxygen into the lungs, because then you can have more of that coming out with you. So if you have like an opera singer and you listen to them, you go like, wow, they really trained their voice. But behind that is also they trained the container to take in more breath and then they have more out breath. So it's, it's, um, it is a combination of uh, opening up the body, opening up the container, deeper pragmatic breathing, while also opening up the chest, breathing into the sides of the ribcage, and into the upper wings of the ribcage, upper wings of the lungs. And there was really having a bigger container for taking breath in. And there was you have a bigger container for letting breath out. 
So allowing just more breath to come with your voice mm-hmm. is one practice. Is, is, does the breath also move in di- different places in the body besides just the lungs? Is, is it felt in any place else? <clears throat> well, that's where we go into the next level of ideally. We align the breath with the body. And then also, um, let me do one more. Because in Sanskrit, we've, we've got consonants that are generally like mere consonants. And then the same consonant has a consonant that adds more breath to it. So like a ka and a ka, for example. And so that's basically the practice of adding more breath to voice. Mm-hmm. The next layer that you mentioned of can we actually breathe into other parts of your body? That's where we, in Sanskrit, we call the energy layer prana. And ideally, we want the breath to be lined up with prana. So some people might have that naturally lined up. For some people, that alignment of breath and prana might have gotten disrupted somewhere along the life. And so we want to realign that. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so just to be honest, I just discovered after 30 years of practicing meditation, just a few weeks back that for me, prana was a separate system than the physical breath. And I actually had to realign them completely. So, and for some people they might be aligned, but they might not, might be kind of off alignment. Yeah. So, that's a possible That's a, discovery along the way. It is. It is. And it's fascinating. And yeah. Well, you're very advanced in what you're doing. And uh, just want our listeners to know that exploring the breath is endlessly interesting. It is. It is. And then once you work with the energetic flow, then you can work with the imagery of breathing all the way down into your toes. Ah. You know, then you breathe and you exhale all the way into your toes and then you inhale from your toes all the way back up. And that's where you, that's when we use that imagery, that's when we actually talk about the energetics of the breath combined with the physical breath because like anatomically, the breath goes only into the lungs. Yeah. But then deeper, because we also actually breathe with our skin. So even medically, the pores of the skins are open, we can breathe with the skin. So even with that, actually, we can allow oxygen coming in through the whole body. Yeah, yeah, we do do know that scientifically, uh, it's been proven that you can <clears throat> change a lot of things just by imagery, imagery by itself. And then you add oxygen and, and that to it. Uh, amazing things can happen in healing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so I invite you, to really just experiment with that. So don't take anything I say or anyone says as face value, but be curious and start experimenting. What is it like if you really use your diaphragm and breathe deeper, if you open up your lungs? Mm -hmm. What is it like if you just like open up the pores of your skin and you start breathing through your skin and you feel it in your toes? And really just bring in that awareness and be open and be curious. Yeah. Now, um, I'd love to, uh, you already gave us a lovely imaging meditation. Uh, Would you kindly tell us 
more about um, how to contact you and what you offer and your book and give us a little rundown on, because people are very interested by now, what, how can I find out more? And I know you give a free 15 minute consultation, which is on your website and that website, I'll mention it for you. Uh, live at cfitfit.com. Live, C as in cat, fitfit.com. And your, uh, your contact information is on the website, I believe. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I do have a few free meditations on the website. They are all just three minutes, so it's easy to just play around with them for just getting out of bed or before going to bed or if you're a professional uh, focusing before going into a meeting, very short, about three-minute meditations. And then, yeah, I do offer free consultations to see, like, can I be of support for where you would like to go in your life? I am very holistically oriented, as you might notice, uh, using the body, somatic awareness, breath, meditation, maybe creative expression, maybe dance if you're into it, dream work. So I incorporate the tools as they are fit for where you want to go. We don't need to. We can just talk and do a typical coaching inquiry using accountability. I love working with other practitioners, with colleagues, so to say, of like finding your next act, bringing your profession in alignment with your soul. I also love adding new tools to um, what you already offer for your clients. With that, I do offer personal intensive, just a full day with me of basically a personal retreat. And I also offer full training, what I call multidimensional perception of, you might see it as woo-woo, but it's really more the energy world of perception, like really sensing that pranic flow in your body. And then to also start seeing that pranic flow in your clients and how you can support them. So just adding that perception of beyond the physical, of that energetic world into your practice as a practitioner and adding more tools to to work with what's generally out there in the ethos. It's there, it's palpable, and we are mostly aware of it as children, and then it gets trained out of us. Mm. So by taking your own permission back, so to say, that things that you are sensing intuitively to make it part of your repertoire. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, we could all use a little bit of that. Just it's so calming to uh, to go into that place because I've 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 I, I'm feeling it now as you're talking and have experienced that myself so much that uh, anything can happen around me sometimes and I'm not affected. I'm just an observer. <laughs> at that stage, which is a nice place to be and not be at the effect of things that are crazy around me. So that's so lovely. Thank you. Would you like to mention uh, the book that is coming out soon and when we can expect to find that? And what sure. Form? I'm in my final edit of it. And I thought I was honestly 
a year ago. <laughs> I did send it to a publisher at this point, so hopefully it's going to be printed uh, this year in 2021. Congratulations. Um, you can always get a um, printed spiral bound for me. So, and once it's on Amazon, you will for sure see it on my website. And it does have a background of what is mysticism in it, as well as the creative expression approach to coaching that then I line up a lot with Eastern psychology of the, the Eastern perspective, um, how to work with this system that we call body, mind, soul existence. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, let people know where they can find you? Well, take good care of yourself. Stay curious. Keep breathing deeply. Be kind to one another. That's really essential right now. Be kind, be compassionate. Give out positive messages to your fellow human beings. Like tell them how much you love them and how awesome they are. And then if you feel down, ask them that they tell you how awesome you are. I love that. It's so important right now. We have to support each other and how awesome we are yeah. so that we can be these amazing beings that we truly are. That's the first thing I'm going to do is call somebody. Tell me how, how awesome I am. <laughs> I love that. There you are. You're doing these podcasts. You are yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I am so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> That's lovely. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a delight and uh, much love and, and uh, gratitude to you for joining us today. And I want to tell our listeners um, to please subscribe. Well, first of all, thank you, Dr. Sushila, uh, for, for all that you do in the world, too. Appreciate it. And I'd love for all of our listeners to please subscribe to masterthepause.com and stay inspired as you find your breath. <clears throat> Two times a month, you'll be notified of new inspirations with my guests. And to get notifications, use the subscribe button. And please leave your comments and ratings on the podcast and let us know what you enjoyed the most. Thank you for joining us today. And all the best for your peace of mind. Blessings. This is your host, Marion Moss with Master of the Pause. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>